We hope you're enjoying the Mutual Audio Network. Stick around, there's much more to come. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Tonight's episode contains intense scenes of a mature nature and may not be suitable for children under 16. Parental discretion is advised. Previously on Harry Strange. It was baby-like in design. Two arms, two legs, a Buddha belly and an oversized head that swallowed its, his, neck. That was where the similarities ended. His body was solid and unyielding, like a tombstone, cold and rough. Green and rust colors lay flat against his disfigured skin. This kid thing probably weighed in on the north side of 15 pounds. No wonder Misty passed out. She gave birth to a bowling ball with arms and legs. His little hands were curled into claws and his permanently snarling lip looked painted on. I leaned in closer and he opened his eyes. What are the odds of two women having a lithopedian? And both of them having the same doctor? Well, son... The odds of that happening in the U.S. are infinitesimal. Almost as small as someone like you knowing the term lithopedian. Hey! Harry Strange! I turned and saw a black BMW pull up to the curb next to me. Harry! Harry, you've been shot! Where did she hit you? My leg. I opened my raincoat. There was a small injury wound about the size of a dime on the front of my leg. I felt along the back. Uh-oh. A ragged, silver dollar-sized hole gushed blood in the back of my raincoat. Gonna need some Pop-Tarts. And now... Magic and magical people, the unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts... It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Jesus, Harry! That's a lot of blood! Like, cover the mirrors, because Granny isn't going to make it through the night amounts of blood! (laughs) You think this is funny? Your bedside manner is a little awkward. Oh, oh my, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that I think you're gonna die. Yes, you did. That's okay, though. I promise, I'm not gonna die. But you might want to rethink your future as an ER nurse. I don't want to be a... Oh, ha-ha, very funny. (laughs) That's my middle name. Harry Very Funny Strange. I would have guessed very bloody. Who's the woman who shot me? Uh, shift gears much? How do you know it was a woman? Well, I heard her yell, Hey! Followed by a bang. And you said, just before she shot you. She looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. She had a hat on. Actually, it was a ski cap, and all her hair was tucked into it. Any Pop-Tarts? Strawberry okay? Perfect. Tell me what you remember about the night at the diner. What happened before Misty came in? Who was there? What did they order? What did they order? You think smothered and covered had something to do with it? I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not entirely sure you didn't have anything to do with it. Me? I took you in after some crazy woman took a shot at you. I gave you Pop-Tarts. For your information, that was my last package of Pop-Tarts. 
Relax, Karen. I didn't say you were high on my list, only that you were on it. What were you doing downtown today? You're a real piece of work, Harry Strange. If you must know, I was in the bank cashing my check. I came out in time to see you take a bullet and made the crazy mistake of helping a fellow human being. Of course, if I had known you were going to treat my kindness with suspicion, I may have left you on the sidewalk. I should have left you on the sidewalk. Maybe the BMW would have come back to finish the job. I'm not going anywhere. This is my apartment. You need to leave. Um, leg wound here? At least let me heal a bit before you toss me out to the shooting gallery. Granted, I ain't no ER nurse, but I don't think that will heal overnight. No, a couple of hours, I'm guessing. What? I heal quickly. I just need a place to rest and a mega dose of carbs and sugars. Too many carbs and sugars are bad for you. True. But in my case, they speed up my healing. Look here, the entry wound. Holy wow! It's like you're... Healing. By tonight, this one will be gone and the exit wound will look like a very bad burn. What are you? Just a man. Uh-uh. No, sir. That is not a human thing. Are you some kind of angel? You kind of dress and sound like the angel on that TV show about the two brothers who fight demons. <laughs> not so much, <laughs> angel. I have a friend who will laugh her ass off about that. Yeah, I bet. So how do you heal so quickly? If I tell you, will you help me? Help you what? Get a look at the surveillance tapes from the store where the first mom had her stone baby? I don't know. I'm still offended that I'm on your list. You know, this stuff didn't start happening until you showed up. And that's exactly what the sheriff will think. If he spends his time investigating me and not looking for the real perpetrator, more babies will end up like Misty's. Do I have to do anything illegal? Mm, maybe. And you'll tell me how you can heal so quickly. Scout's honor. And the list? Fine, you're off the list. I'm in. Now, how is it that you can heal yourself with just carbs and sugar? I was touched by an angel. What have they done to you? Brother Sordeo's idea of a fitting punishment to my crime. What was your crime? <laughs> Trusted the wrong man. Don't even get me started on that. I know, weak little worms. Don't you just want to crush them under your boots? You have no idea. Especially the one wearing the robe. He tasered me. Hmm. The only rules the robes follow are their own. National borders mean nothing to them. Personal space? Even less. Your leg looks really bad. Until the nerve endings died, it burnt like hellfire. Can you tell me what my back looks like? Sordeo and his little ultra boy come in here twice a day just to use that little play toy on me. That has nine lashes. What kind of sickos are they? The worst kind. True believers. Okay. How bad is it? Oh, honey. You need medical attention. 
It looks like someone took a waffle iron to your back. That's gotta hurt. Like salt on a slug, the work of Sordeo and his altar boy. What do they want? Nothing that I can offer them. I'm sorry. What's your name? I I'm Carmen. Lil. I'd shake your hand, but... I'm a little bound up at the moment. Okay, Lil. I'm going to get us out of here. <laughs> How do you plan on doing that? Those walls are six feet of solid stone. I have no idea how deep we are underground, and- Dea Alfero is Moenya. What? What? That was one of my best spells! Sorry, Carm. They have this place sealed tighter than a nun's cooch. Look above your head. That pentagram is made from actual goat's blood. The altar boy comes in here every day and repaints it. I have one on the top and bottom. Holy oil on the floor, a hundred or so little relics. But it's that damn goat's blood and holy oil that jams our powers. Our power? I am completely cozy with my inner witch. Some say devilishly so. Getting to know each other, witches? I hope so, because you're both going to be here for a long time. You cannot do this! My partner will be here, and- That's what I am counting on, woman. Why else would I have gone through the trouble of getting you here? I already have my hands full with this demon. I certainly didn't need another. You're insane! The only demons in here are you and your little sidekick. Oh! Silence, witch! I am an acolyte to the brothers of the Order of the Dagger and the Cross, not a plaything of some parish priest. Splitting hairs, aren't you, little one? Mind your tongue, demon, or I will pull it out of your mouth. Are you going to torture me like you did her? Unchain me and fight like a man! Such fire. Acolyte, secure her legs in irons as well. Try it, boy, and I'll kick your balls up to your throat. Brother Sordeo? Use the prod if you must. You'll need to get a lot closer than that to use a cattle prod, and by then, you'll be singing in the soprano section of the choir. Oh, damn it! Oh, that was close. Touch him, harlot, and your face will bear the scars of the bishop's daughter. Good. I think we understand each other. As it turned out, Karen and I didn't need to do anything illegal or dangerous to get the video footage from the retail store. The security guard on duty was an ex-boyfriend of Karen's who wanted to drop the prefix on his current status. Something to be said for small towns and young love. It didn't take long to find what I was looking for. There! Stop the tape! Back it up. There! Look! It's Lorelai Parker! We watched Lily follow the clerk into the baby section of the store. They looked at some carriages. While Lily's back was to the main aisle, another pregnant woman walked up. She didn't do anything except stand there, looking in Lily's direction and facing the camera. That's Lorelai, the redhead who was at the diner the night you and Misty were there. Are you sure? I mean, it's hard to make out features. Uh-uh, no, sir. Look at her hair. 
all wild like Lorelai keeps hers. She's the only one in Haven with hair like that. On the screen, Lily grabbed her ample belly and bent forward. Lorelai looked around, then right at the camera. I hit the pause button. Lorelai was practically posing for the camera. That's her. You're right. I remember her. Come on, I know where she lives. Whoa there, toots. I'll take it from here. I don't know what's going to happen when I get there, and you don't need to get involved. No, sir. You don't know where she lives, and you don't have a car. How are you going to get there? Walk? Your leg may look healed, but I seen you favoring it. It still hurts. So what's it going to be? Drop me off a block away. Then get the hell out. That's the deal. My nurse tells me you are evasive, miss. Lace? Just lace, Dr. Moody. I don't believe in sharing my business with just anyone. There isn't enough discretion nowadays, wouldn't you agree? I'm sorry, miss. I'm not following you. Are you discreet, Dr. Moody? Well, if you mean concerning doctor-patient confidentiality, well, absolutely. I am still not sure why you are here. Are you new to Haven? Oh, yes. First time here. Two things I need to talk to you about. First, um, excuse me, doctor. Are you staring at my legs? Is there a problem with them? No, uh, uh not at all, miss. Uh, I must say, though, your perfume is uh, intoxicating. I'm not wearing perfume. That's just little old me. And it's not Miss Lace, just Lace. Can you say my name, Doctor? Um, I, I think you should sit down. Just say my name. Lace. Please, uh, Lace, sit down. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Tell me, Doctor, do you know someone named Harry Strange? Oh, him. Is uh, he a friend of yours? Not exactly. I've been watching him for some time. I seem to have lost him somewhere around Haven. You've met him, I take it? Oh, I have. How long ago? Where is he? A couple of hours ago, around noon. I don't know where he is now. Hmm, I see. What did he want? He, uh, um, what is this about? Oh, Dr. Moody, you were doing so well. Don't ruin it now. My legs, what do you think of them? I'm not sure what you, I, I mean, I... It's okay. Most men like my smooth and... Silky legs. Shh. They are nice. Look at them. Swaying slowly. Look at how long they are. You like my legs, don't you? I, I, I mean... Do you like how I slowly rub my hands up my legs? Up my tight calves and thighs. Would you like to feel them? Yes. 
I didn't hear you, doctor. Do you want to feel my legs? Even though I'm so much younger than you? Yes. Good boy. Do you like it when I lift my skirt up like this? <laughs> of course you do. What did Strange ask you about? The stone babies. Stone babies? Two of my patients had premature lithopedians. He thought I had something to do with it. Did you? No. Pity. That would have been impressive. Please, Lace. Your legs. What would you do to touch my legs? Anything. I would give you all the money I have. I... Wait. No, nothing. Get away from me. What? No, no, lover. You want me. You'll do anything for me. Look at me. Pert. Perfect. Don't you want to touch me? Kiss me? Yes. No! Get thee behind me! What? What did you say to me? Are you trying to resist me? I said get thee behind me, you harlot! Demon! Oh, really? Is that how you want to do this? Your faith against me? Last chance, doctor. Don't you want to feel these? Suck on them? I command you, in his name, to depart. Fine. Faith against strength. Let's see who wins. Doctor, are you okay? My God, what are you doing? Nurse, no! You should have not. You broke his concentration. Are those wings? No. Hellspawn, I command. <laughs> It's the tail you have to watch out for. You're killing him! Get away! We are way past killing. He's as dead as his wife. No! I'm going to need his head and hands. What? Oh, and yours too. No! 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 What the hell were you thinking, Lorelei? Don't judge me, Mr. Strange. I didn't know this would happen. No, no one ever does. I'm making a deal with a supernatural being who could change my DNA into a Twizzler and condemn my soul to the harshest torments. What could go wrong with that? It wasn't like that. He said seven babies would be sacrificed. I didn't know they would be my neighbors. I figured Haven General probably has seven miscarriages a week. I thought he would just take those. You're all heart. I feel horrible. As do at least two of your neighbors. We need to break this deal. What? No. This is my child we're talking about. He's promised a charmed life. And there are five other mothers who feel the same way. What's with you? Are you so narcissistic that it's okay to sacrifice the children of others just so little Prince William can have two BMWs? No. Part of the deal was the mother of the baby cannot die. How magnanimous of you. I don't know who's more despicable, you or the demon. What's his name? I don't remember. Is that really how you want to play this? Look, I'm not the bad guy here. Do you really believe that your son will grow up wealthy just because a demon promised? 
There are all sorts of little tricks that the unnaturals play on humans. Someone who asks for immortality forgets to ask for eternal youth. Another person asks for riches and gets a huge settlement when their loved one is vaporized in an industrial blender. Or a mom who wants their child to grow up wealthy and healthy doesn't count on that child being gunned down in the prime of his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have his name written down in my bedroom. I'll be right back. I'll go with you. To my bedroom, Mr. Strange? That's hardly proper. Number one, you made a deal with a demon. Your sense of what's proper is questionable. Number two, you shot me, remember? I'm not letting you out of my sight. Lorelei's bedroom was surprisingly girlish. Lots of pinks and beige. A canopy bed with light pink netting was the focal point of the room. On the nightstand was a lamp, a phone, and a copy of the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. You look disappointed, Mr. Strange. Did you think there would be shrunken heads and sacrificial altars? Well, I certainly didn't figure you for Hello Kitty bedsheets. Sorry to disappoint. Just me and my Ouija board. Oh, hell. I hate Ouija boards. The only spirits who hang around waiting for humans to call them through a Ouija board are the lowest of the low. The ones hoping to get called into a teenage girl's slumber party. Even the other spirits don't like them. They are vile, horny soul suckers. Wait. Whose baby are you carrying? I don't see any pics of a man. Uh, don't tell me you slept with a demon. Please tell me you didn't do that. Not exactly. The spirit of the board sent me my fantasy lover. It's like he went into my head and found exactly what I needed and what I wanted in a man. You see, Mr. Strange, not only will my son and I be charmed, but the rest of the world will bow down at our feet. You're a smart guy. You know what that piece of information makes us, right? A trap. Exactly. I never saw it coming. Pain tore through my back as something as hard as a police nightstick struck my shoulder. I fell face first onto Lorelei's bed. The next blow struck my arm and I heard a sound like pottery smashing. Then everything went black. I smelled sea salt. I tried to sit, but impossibly heavy chains held me down. Good evening, Mr. Strange. An upside-down face appeared over my head. A man, mid-thirties with thick black hair combed back, looked back at me. His skin was tan, and he had the whitest teeth I'd ever seen. He reminded me a little of Josh Brolin. No need to get up. You'll find those chains virtually impossible to lift. They are made of metal that is out of this world. <laughs> Who are you? I am Paul Preston. And I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Seriously, it's not that impressive of a cloaking spell. You didn't give her a fantasy lover. You became her fantasy lover. <laughs> oh, you are very good, Mr. Strange. I am Lorelai's ideal man. She thinks I was sent to her by the spirit of the board. She hasn't any idea I am the spirit of the board. Show me your true face, demon. If I were you, I'd be more concerned about what was about to happen to me. Fine. I'll play along. What do you think you're gonna do to me? Those chains binding you are forged in the very fire of Tual, in the deepest pits of hell. It's strong, Nalfeshni metal. Nothing human or enchanted has been able to cut through the links, 
and weighty. <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you how heavy it is. You've been a pain in my nether regions for years. Tonight, all that changes. I know that killing you is nigh impossible, so I'll have to settle for the second best thing. Keeping you out of the game and suffering for eternity. Nakal, Vosh. Two demons appeared out of the shadows. Perfect. Nalf demons. Imagine a biped as big as a gorilla with the head of a wild boar. That's your average Nalf. Pain in my nether regions sounded familiar, though. They lifted me and carried me to what I could only imagine was the end of the pier. We must be up high. Demons hate salt water. You will sink to the bottom of the sea, where, if I have this figured out correctly, you will drown. And this is where it gets good. Since you are the favorite, you will recover, only to drown again. And again. And the process will repeat itself for eternity. <laughs> Any last words, Mr. Strange? You may have fooled Lorelei, but I know better. Who are you really? Good night, Mr. Strange. My name shall be hailed throughout hell as the demon who put Harry Strange to rest. <laughs> Toss him. Wait! Hold, my demons. Yes, Mr. Strange? I should know my conqueror's name. Unless you're afraid this won't work and I'll come back looking for you. Yeah, it's probably better if you stay hidden behind a human woman and her fantasy lover. I mean, I'd be afraid of me coming after me too. I hear I'm crazy. I took out a colony of vampires, a den of werewolves, and tamed a sogoth. It's good that you're scared. Self-preservation is healthy. Okay, demon lackeys, toss me in. Remember though, I may not know your master's name, but I know yours. Nicole and Voosh. What are you waiting for? Throw him in! The demons holding me hesitated, then started to swing me. Funny though, you guys aren't scared that I know your names, but your master is. Well, at least I know two demons who aren't afraid of a showdown with me and my super soaker of holy water. I mean, holy water only burns for a short time and leaves you scarred for the rest of your existence. Shame though, big strong demons like you working for such a little girl. Little girl. Little girl? You have mocked me enough. Cower before the might of Ugunar, provost of the 5th Battalion of Nalfeshni, prince of... Watching him transform from human to demon was chilling. Listening to him? Not so much. Annoying, even. Okay, yeah, I got it. Great. Now I know who to come back for when... <laughs> water was cold. I was sinking fast. I struggled against the chains. Nothing. Crap. This was bad. Harry Strange, Episode 208, Hell on Heels, was written by Tony Sarekia, directed by Jason Tyler, and produced by Breanne Ahern. All material is copyright by Tony Sarekia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Emily Jane, Kellen Stennett, Sylvia Galan, Parissa Johnston, Dennis Coburn, Parker Whirling, 
H. Keith Lyons, Julie Ivey, Tricia Groves, Amanda Whirling, and Brian Troxell. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyrighted by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Incidental music and character themes were written and performed by Ryan Lassard and are copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. And now, Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkley. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkley, and lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6th, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulpery Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.